welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Paint Ed with Torlando. In this episode, Torlando talks with Mike Verrett of Verrett & Associates, who teaches us how to craft the perfect elevator pitch. This episode is sponsored by Merca, Develamark, and Greyco. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I'm your host. Hey, guys. How you doing? Bet you're, uh, hopefully you're out there getting some good work done today. Maybe you're driving in your car, going to bed. Maybe you're putting some paint on the wall. Maybe you're at the office coaching your team from afar. I love t- doing this show. I'll tell you what. I love it because we get to, I get to talk to so many incredibly smart people. In fact, there are so many great conversations that I think if I were starting restarting my business today from ground one, I feel like I would have the exact game plan to to be probably the most successful business uh, in, in the planet. Now that's that's too much. That that's not true. But I feel like the content that that we've been sharing has been really great. And in fact, if you want to see more of this wonderful content that we have been producing, um, and of course there are other hosts that have. Uh, their brilliant ideas and their brilliant guests, go to PCA Overdrive and you're going to get 400 plus hours of video content. It's $5.99 a month uh, for non-members. It's free with membership. So go to PCAPaintEd.org uh, to download. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. I've got a, a, a guy coming on named Mike Verrett. We've known each other for, uh, it feels like about a year at this point. I think we met about a year ago. Um, in a, a virtual networking group in the thick of the pandemic. Um, and this guy has uh, brings a lot of energy, brings a lot of brilliance, but also brings a lot of simplicity. And as we were talking before the show, it got me thinking of uh, back when I was in BNI. And I remember a time where, you know, so for those of you who, who aren't familiar with BNI, it is a networking group, a lot of contractors, a lot of small businesses that serve locally tend to join BNI because it is kind of this referral group where, uh, you know, a handful of businesses, it's usually somewhere between 15 to 30 people uh, in a room. They get together, they give a 60 second pitch on their business, and then they try to share referrals to each other. Well, the, the key to that group is really in the one-to-ones, booking those one-to-ones with other people in the group, getting, you know, going out for lunch, getting to know them better. And I was doing that one day and I, and we did a, we did like a group thing. So it was a smaller group, maybe five people in there. And I was sitting next to uh, a guy who ran a roofing company. And now I had been in the group for probably six months at that point. So every week for six months, I got up, talked about my painting company, talked about what we did, so on and so forth for six months. And when I sat down next to him, he turned to me and he said, Torlando, I don't know what you do. And 
<laughs> I was like, if there's anybody in this group that needs to know what I do, it is a roofing contractor because people get leaks in their roof. And when there is a leak, there is a stain that needs to be painted over on the ceiling. So if there's anybody that need to know who I was, it was him. And he didn't know what I did. And what I what dawned on me was that I was not pitching the business in that 60 seconds in a way that he would hear, in a way that solved his problem. Never, Not once did I mention, hey, everybody, you know how uh, when you get a roof leak, it can cause a stain in your ceiling? Well, I paint ceilings. In fact, I paint the whole house. If I had led with that, there would have been no question in his mind what I did, because why? I said, I attacked his problem, roof leaks. That's his problem. That's why I'm bringing Mike on, because he understands this principle so fully, and he is going to help us craft the perfect elevator pitch, the perfect 60-second pitch. This is going to be an awesome show. Before I bring him on, a couple of PCA benefits that you need to be aware of. Uh, if you are hiring and you're looking for people to be on your team, I recommend going to jobs.pcapainted.org where you can post a job and it will be listed and people can search and find your job posting. In fact, if you connect it to Viva HR, which is an industry partner, uh, you can expand that post to 50 plus job boards. Really awesome tool and benefit. And of course, when you bring them on, you got to give them incentive to stay and that is health plans, pcamedicalbenefits.com to learn about health plans. All right, let's go ahead and bring on our guest. Hey, Mike, welcome to the show. How are you doing, my man? What's up, T? Good to see you. I heard backstage you're thinking about a year. I believe it was like almost a year. It's a year and a half at this point. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. Yeah, it's been good, man. It's been good. Um, so, so Mike, uh, you have, you have a kind of an interesting history in, especially in this marketing space, you, uh, uh, you've, you've, you've kind of done it all, um, uh, to share, share a little bit about your background and, and, and kind of where, you, where you are today. And if you sure. don't mention transformers, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> okay. I will, I will get right to it then for you. My background is pretty much. 25 plus years of marketing and advertising and brand management experience. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of that, the first 18 to 20 years came on the agency side uh, where I was working with clients constantly. And I was very good at communicating. I could speak client and I could speak creative and I could speak to the people on set. Like I just had an ability to adjust as I needed, but I picked up a lot of skills along the way. Mm -hmm. And then my last agency, my client hired me. And it was Hasbro Toys and Games. Mm -hmm. Now, understanding my personality and sort of what I do and what my background is, I'm not exactly the type A master's degree, eat your young to get ahead type. Sure. But that's what I was infused into. 6,000 people driven by this, by this notion of what have you done for me today? Got to yeah. get ahead. And it was almost very political. Yeah. And it was fine at first. I was working on Transformers, the brand. Now, when I was 10, the yeah. Transformers hit the U.S. and I was immediately in fact, It's my favorite action brand ever. Oh, yeah. And Optimus Prime is one of my heroes. Yeah. Um, he always has been. So now I'm working on that business from a marketing standpoint and mm -hmm. telling the regions what they're going to do, creating the advertising. But I'm also working with 
Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus Prime. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, it was so cool, <laughs> like getting to know him and everything. And uh, we would go, you know, we went out to lunch one day and on the way out, he says, hey, you want me to, to record a message for your kids? I'm like, no, I want you to call him. <laughs> so I dial him up and they answer the phone. I said, I got a surprise for you. He gets on the phone and just goes into, I am Optimus Prime and goes oh, into his so whole good. thing. Yeah. And he's telling the kids how I'm his dear friend, and now they're his friend too. And they're just kids at this point. They're oh, screaming yeah. on the other end. Oh, that is so awesome. And yeah, it was just a, a very cool experience for me to work on the brand after loving the brand for so long, right? Yeah. You're an Adidas enthusiast, and all of a sudden you're a shoe designer at Adidas. Yeah, right. Wow, that's really cool, right? Then they moved me to Jurassic World. Mm. And from there, the disillusionment set in. I see. Because now I was on product management which yeah. is basically a process we may as well have been making toothbrushes or trash bin liners it didn't yeah. matter right and the invariable conclusion of that is i didn't know what i was doing i hated every day yeah. i had a terrible boss like i was just unhappy you know right so what ended up happening uh i went 14 months on that but only one day stands out and it happens to be we got a call from our pr department about the name of the dinosaur in the movie Jurassic World. So if you've seen the film, there's a big white dinosaur that's running yeah. around. Yeah. On that day, I named that dinosaur Indominus Rex. Oh, man. My and nephew would go buck over that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the silliest story. The reason the name was an issue, the original name was Diabolus Rex. But when we searched it, the only image that came up to Orlando was the outgoing president of the Church of Satan. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in a business selling four-year-olds and their mom's toys, right? Yeah. That's the same for toothbrushes, backpacks, what happened. Yeah, right. So that was going to be a problem. And we pointed it out to the, the studio. They said, you need to help us come up with a new name. Now, I heard that as you have to do it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I write 20 words on a whiteboard that look cool next to Rex. I go back and define them and indominus means indomitable or unconquerable. So mm -hmm. imagine this. I am taking, I spent an hour building 10 slides about foreshadowing, irony, why it's the perfect name to fit the context of the story. Mm -hmm. 4 p.m. that day, we get back on the call. There's two people from licensing, mm -hmm. a VP of marketing and a script writer. I am thinking this whole time I have to sell them on an idea. Yeah. They say, okay, we're here. What do you got? The second slide I have, title slide, second slide. The name we recommend is Indominus Rex. They go, great. Can you send that over? We got to run. Thanks so much. That was it. <laughs> I could have named it Torlando Rex. It hey, matter. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah, right? They needed something that wasn't going to upset the licensee. Yeah. I saw it as a mission critical thing. Like, I, you know, but that was the simplicity of it. We drew uh, attention to a problem. Mm -hmm. They needed help fixing it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I sweated that out. And ultimately, what defined what I do now really started to show um, when I worked on Hasbro Games. Yeah. They moved me to the games business. And what they had me doing was getting on a plane and flying around the world to present Hasbro Games and interact with our customers, our internal teams, even consumers, mm -hmm. because I was good at it, because yeah. I understood the audience and I could convey the point and get them attached to the decision that we want them to make. Yeah. So that was my job. And it took, that was, you know, 35% of the time I got to go to places like Hong Kong and Mumbai and Germany and the UK. It was really cool. Yeah. But back in the office, I was still unhappy. Mm. It took me getting let go. I mm. was ecstatic. It felt like prison break. 
Yeah. They called my name. I hugged the VP. I'm like, you don't know what this means to me. <laughs> but what it really meant was they gave me time to think about 27 years of what yeah. I've been doing because it moves really quickly. And in that right. time, I got married, bought a house, had kids, like all of these things change. I never had the chance to sort of step back and look at that. Yeah. When I did, I realized that from a tactical skills perspective, I think I've done everything in marketing from concepting an action figure for like the Avengers film mm -hmm. based on a consumer insight to building it, creating the marketing plan, executing the marketing plan, writing the commercial and acting in it. Mm -hmm. I had to do everything. Yeah. But there's nothing unique in saying that. I sound like anybody else who knows how to handle marketing challenges, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What I thought about, though, was the red thread that ran through all of that was my understanding of an audience. Mm -hmm. And I was able to get them to understand our point on their terms. Mm. And once that happens, it's like the pages of a book are in the right order for them. They go where you want them to. But without that, you're not going to get the result you want. Yeah. So what I've turned my business into based on that experience is showing other businesses how to talk about themselves to their audience yeah. the right way, understanding a simple insight. A hundred percent of what you do is important to you and you know your company can solve a problem for your customer. The issue arises when they can't perceive that solution the right way. Yeah, And the right way could be they don't understand it. It could also be that if someone's searching for your service, let's say you're a plumber mm -hmm. and they put plumber into Google, the first three results may say, we're a plumber and here's our contact information and call us if you need something. Mm -hmm. The fourth one could say, stop. Water escaped the system it is not supposed to get out of. That's very bad. Do not wait. Call us now. Mm. What that plumber understands is the impetus for me searching for a plumber is that something is wrong. Mm. And if it's a light bulb or a shingle on the roof, that'll wait to the weekend, oil change, whatever. Mm -hmm. But water leaking is a whole other story. Yeah. And that plumber is talking to that person about their motivation for needing a plumber. Yeah. They look completely different in the context of that. And that's the goal. If everybody is selling their services and benefits, you all look the same to your audience. Right. So how do you, what they remember is first, best, or different. That's what an audience remembers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. First and best are tough to come by, but different we can all do. And it's understanding how our audience perceives information. Yeah, yeah. So I show businesses how to clarify what they do to reach their audience and create one way to talk about what they do that whether it's a networking pitch uh, sales presentation, you run into somebody at a bar, it's your website, it all drives to the same thing. And you always build that consistency of seeming different mm -hmm. to your Definitely. audience. Definitely. So, you know, let's, let's, you know, put this in the, in the shoes of our, uh, you know, audience here, you know, I'm a, yes. I'm, a paint, I'm a paint contractor, uh, you know, have been for a long time. And, uh, yeah, you know, whether it's in BNI, whether it's, uh, talk to my, you know, talking to my customer or I go to church and, you know, somebody's like, you know, uh, it's common at a home show. You go to a home show. Um, mm -hmm. In fact, I, I remember having a, a conversation with a lady and, you know, I don't even, I don't know what her angle was, but she was trying to get me to, I don't know. She was trying to get me to do a song and dance, but she asked me what was different about my company. 
And, you know, I, I went into all of that stuff, the, the feet, you know, the white glove service, the, you know, the quality of the line. And, and she, and she said, point blank. yeah. And she said point blank. Um, well, everybody says that, yeah. what makes you different? So how do I, how do I start? What's the process for developing that? You know, like you said, that red thread that really, yep. uh, really makes me stand out. So what I use for that, I use the idea of an elevator pitch mm -hmm. and the elevator pitch is most familiar in say a BNI meeting, right? You've been sure. in those, I've been in those. I'm sure a lot of people who paint houses for a living have been in those. Yeah, right. Um, and it, it is an opportunity for us to talk about what we do and, and to communicate what kind of referrals we would like. And the whole thing is based on conversations. And I remember that person, I'll refer them, right? Sure. So imagine how self-defeating it is if everybody in the BNI group is saying, I'm an accountant, I paint houses, I'm a, real, a realtor, I'm a financial advisor. They are all starting from a functional description of their job. Right. Now, imagine that on an elevator to Orlando, where if you ask me what I do, and my response is, I'm a house painter. I could say a bunch of things after that, but realistically, what Torlando's brain is going to do is shed all the stuff I say. And remember, Mike is a house painter. Mm -hmm. Nothing after that is going to leave an impact. That becomes the challenge. So think about in a BNI group, everybody doing that. Mm -hmm. If everybody's saying I paint houses, for instance, you all sound exactly the same. And right. you can start to watch for it at these events. The people who start with either their functional job or what their company does or the I help statement, which they start I help and then it's 10 seconds going on, but they say everything they do in that 10 seconds and you're supposed to follow along. Right. I call it story brand Mad Libs. Yeah. It's like they took the story brand model, filled in the blanks, but didn't apply it the right way. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so the key... And what I focus on is that that five to seven second interaction at the beginning of a networking conversation or on an elevator mm -hmm. is critical. Why is because that's your opportunity to build intrigue and want them to know more. Mm -hmm. So let's apply this to a resume. Everybody's written a resume. Mm -hmm. The average time spent with the resume is five to seven seconds by an employer. Oh, wow. That's yes. That yeah. means that they're reading the top sentence. Right. But more critically. No business filters switching on in five to seven seconds. That is a human being reading the words of another human being. And if it intrigues them, they want to see what else they wrote. The business filter kicks in after that five to seven seconds. Yeah. First impression, right? That connection point becomes very important. That's the purpose of somebody. If you're talking to somebody on an elevator and they say, so what do you do? The first floor of the elevator, right? When you get on the car with them is connection. How do you get them to say, tell me more? Right. And if you can get them to do that, once they're engaged, if you bring them through your message, what you need to say in the right order, they'll follow along. It's like they're reading along on the reading rug at the library, a bunch mm -hmm. of five-year-olds. If they understand what's on this page, you know you can go to this page. Yeah. It's the same thing in this conversation. I look at how to structure a business's message, how to give them one way to talk about themselves based on eight floors of an elevator, yeah. an eight floor elevator ride. 
And it's predicated on what questions do you need them to ask or what are they going to ask Yeah, as a human being digesting information, not as a business owner, not thinking about your business the way you do, right. thinking like a human being, logic, human nature, common sense. These are all things that when we're thinking services and benefits are hard to focus on. Yeah. So what I do is look at it as first floor is connection. I show you how to talk about yourself. That's how, what I say. So, so let's say I'm a, a commercial painting contractor and, and I do, I do a lot of, a lot of jobs, you know, three, four, five million dollars yep. in, in annual revenue, you know, all commercial. Internal, um, interior, exterior, doesn't matter, right? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do I make that connection? Because I think for those folks in particular, it's tough because if I did say I'm a painter, they're going to say, oh, I need I need to co- have you come do my deck. And, you know, commercial guys are like, no, we don't do decks. Right. Yep. Um, so how do I so make it, that connection? Well, it all starts with the motivation and need and state of the audience. Right. A commercial business or um, a commercial building owner, let's say. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's just use uh like an apartment building or an office building as an example, whoever owns that property is who we want to be talking to. Mm -hmm. We know that that office is part of the reputation of that business and the businesses within. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if the first thing out of my mouth is I paint buildings, great. I know what you do. But if I say I keep, your reputation intact through the look of your entire building. Your building needs to reflect your reputation. If it's shabby, that's a problem. Yeah. Restore it to what it should look like. Make the building fit the reputation you want it to have. Yeah. What other person who paints commercial buildings would say something like that is the point. Right. Right. You're talking to an the reason they need a paint job is because the building doesn't look good. Right. But tie meaning to that building and them. Yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden it's a different conversation with them. I haven't even mentioned that I'm a painter. Right. What and I do is restore businesses to their buildings to their reputational status. Something like that. That's gonna rattle cages. Right. That's gonna be like, what the heck do you mean? I want to know more about that. Yeah. And that, and that resonates. I remember talking to a restaurant owner and she, we basically set up a deal where, you know, probably once a month we would just come in and do, and do touch-ups because she was so concerned about her restaurant looking and feeling and maintaining a clean appearance because it was, you know, attached to the reputation of the company, but also just like feeling comfortable, like, safe eating the food you know like if the if it looked like a dive then you know it's like gosh are they passing inspection and yeah. and the paint was a huge part of that and so uh i do i do think that she saw maintaining paint as a piece of reputation management i really do i think that's right why does anybody paint their house why would they paint it if they don't care right Um, we're always somewhat image conscious, right? But Mm -hmm. let's play this out for a second. That first floor connection point for the commercial painter is restore the reputation of your building. Mm -hmm. Your reputation means a lot. The businesses 
that are in your building, if you're in leasing, whatever, that building is a manifestation of your repu- reputation. And if it doesn't look good, you don't look good. Right. That's floor two. I That's see. my audience and their challenge. Got it. So how do we address so how this do you? So how do you help those people is what I want them to ask, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's restoring, if the connection point on the first floor is about your business or your building is an extension of your reputation, restore your reputation could be the solution on floor three. Mm-hmm. I see. So floor three is the is your is solution. solution. So I've I've connected on floor one. Mm-hmm. On floor two, I've explained my audience and what they're going through. I've related to them. Mm-hmm. On floor three, I give them a simple one one sentence even solution mm-hmm. of what I did. Mm-hmm. I simply restore the aesthetic back to the reputational standards you need. Through painting? Can I say painting at that of point? Course. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> But think about this. The next thing they're going to ask is, how do you do that? And that's a process. That's not your services. I see. How do you work with someone? If I were, if you were to say, how do you, how do you do that? Right. How do you restore that reputation through the aesthetic? If I just said, oh, I'll just paint it. The conversation is kind of like, okay, that's your services. It's like, here's my menu of services at that point. Right. But if you insert a process before your services, this is what happens. We take an approach with commercial buildings where we, let's say, strip down, restore, and maintain the look, interior interior and exterior look. Mm -hmm. Strip down means we break it down, get everything off, and get it ready to be restored. Then we restore it with the like new that represents you. Mm -hmm. Then... Through an ongoing relationship, we come in and make sure it's always looking. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It sounds different than, yeah, we paint your building. And I'm leading the person I'm talking to down that journey. Right. Right. It makes it sound like I'm a partner. And exactly what I do on each step of that journey becomes fifth floor of the services. What do you mean you strip it down? Here's what happens when we do that. What do you mean when you restore it? Here's what happens when we do that. What do you mean maintain it? Here's what happens when we do that. Right. Now they're looking at it in the context of beginning to end of the relationship. They see what happens as experiences along the way and not a menu of services. Right. It's like the difference between a three-course meal, tonight you'll be having this, then this, then this, versus going into a McDonald's and ordering stuff. Right. It makes a difference to how the person on the other end is seeing all of it. So notice services, getting into the details of what you do happens on the fifth floor of my structure. Okay. Because we need to lead them to why it's important first. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. That makes total sense. And sixth floor, what's better off for them? That's your benefits. Yeah. In In this instance, you always look your best. You don't have to worry about small marks to that aesthetic reputation. Yeah, You know, those are the benefits of doing that. Seventh, can you prove it works? Have you done this with other people? That's mm. social proof, like testimonials or refer, like talk to this person. You'll hear what I did yeah. or read that. It's yeah. case before and after. Right. And how you maintained. Yeah. It's your story. What makes you qualified to do this for them? But yeah. that's all validation at that point. 
right? Totally. I'm sure you've seen websites where somebody who does X, let's say they're an accountant or they're a marketing specialist, but they wrote a book. They're going to start with their book. Right. I wrote a book. If you're not Danielle Steele or Stephen King, I don't care. But I do care if you explain the importance of what's in that book and then say it's all in this book on the seventh floor. It backs up floors one through six. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, that makes a, that makes a lot of We're sense. We're leading them through the information in the right <clears throat> order to get them to the importance of it. Yeah. And that's what's the biggest challenge for businesses. Again, you're thinking solutions. They're right. thinking them. Well, and, and how they perceive your solution. Totally. And then the eighth floor to Orlando is just the call to action. Sure. What do you want them to do next? Here's my card. Sign up. Get a free estimate. But now imagine this. If you invert those eight floors of that elevator. Yeah. This is the one-sided conversation. So what do you do? Huh. Okay. That's interesting. Tell me about that. And how do you help them? How does that work? What do they get during that experience? How are they better off? What are the benefits of working with you? Mm -hmm. Can you prove it works? Yeah. You know what? Give me your card. Let's schedule a meeting. Yeah. That's how human beings would ask questions. Right. And the biggest hitch is this final thing I'll leave you with. Why this is important is because there's no business without show business. No matter what we do, we're playing a role. There are sets, there are stages, there are directors. There's all sorts of stuff going on. But we don't think in business the way humans think in the real world. Mm-hmm. If, uh, we don't say ideate and synergize. Mm-hmm. Those are made up business terms. Mm-hmm. EI is my favorite key performance indicator. Mm-hmm. You and I just went out for a beer one night. And I'm like, oh, I got to get home. I got to be up early. So what are your KPIs tomorrow? I'd never, <laughs> ever say that. That's not how the human mind works. Right. But the business thinks all that stuff's important. Right. Want to know something funny? I just found out what SAS means eight months ago. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't even know sure, what yeah. it meant. All yeah. I heard was an acronym. Yeah, and businesses use acronyms for brevity and communication, but that doesn't mean it has a place in the real world. Yeah, totally. So a business's ability to get out of its hundred percent is important to me mentality and find that five percent that's going to resonate with the with the audience. That's what I focus on. Yeah, it's like go back to Stephen King. If he wrote a novel of four hundred pages long, it's really hard for him to distill down three paragraphs that are going to sell the book, isn't it? Sure. Because he knows every single detail on every page about every character. He knows what the temperature is. Yeah. That's too much information. Right. So he gets somebody to read it from a consumer's perspective and write the three paragraphs that are going to sell the book. Right. Right. That's the big difference. Yeah. That's, that's, that's incredible. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I was thinking about, you know, that floor seven, um, you know, the proof, And, you know, that is one that I think is so easy for paint contractors to do that uh, we we often don't. And it's so necessary because we are uh, essentially selling a promise, you know, like before when, you know, especially if you get if you're into that stage of you've delivered the proposal, um, you and you're asking for a down payment. um, Mm -hmm. And often that down payment is, you know, thousands of dollars that they're putting down. And you haven't delivered the service yet. And so mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're selling a promise at that point. And the way to help them know of a surety that, that you know, they're going to get a good quality service is, is that proof. And with mm-hmm. painting, it is just so visual 
And, you know, right. we, ha- we have these little cell phones here that can record video. And it's like, we should just be going in on a daily basis, record the crew and, and post it online. There's your proof. You, even it. better is a suite of recommendations or reviews or testimonials. That too. That's yeah. real people who have used it. What you're talking about is more base than we're making a promise. It's Amazon. Mm-hmm. What do you do if you're looking at a product on Amazon? What do you read? The reviews, yeah. Every time. And if something has two stars, you may not even read the reviews. But if something right. has four, four and a half, you want to know what people are saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We already do it as consumer behavior. Yeah. I also look it at the pictures. I will say that. I look at the market features. not to collect that kind of stuff and have a repository for it because right. you want to be able to back up with reviews and ratings and visual evidence of what you right. can do. You want to be able to do that all the time. Right. Absolutely. Because that's what people base their decisions on. It's comparative shopping. That's it. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to floor five, the, the details. Yeah. Um, I feel like where people can get hung up is in, uh, you know, some of us like really love paint. You know, and 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 we can we could talk for hours about everything. And and I think it's maybe too much sometimes. How do we present the details in a way that matters to them and their concerns? Well, that to me is as simple as understanding what their motivation is for working with you in the first place. Right. The building needs to look better. Mm hmm. We've already talked that we've got them set up with the, you know, it's your reputation. The aesthetic of your reputation is your building and what people see. Mm -hmm. So the next step there is really going to be, it's less about, think about what they need and think about what they're going to care about to get to that solution. Okay. I'll give you a great example of this before I get into what I mean by it. Your, excuse me, your car isn't running correctly. So you bring it to a mechanic. If the mechanic came to you and said, come here, I'm going to show you all the tools I have to fix your car, you wouldn't care. Right. But what the mechanic does is say, I'm going to take a look, step one. I'm going to give you a diagnosis of what it'll cost to fix it, step two. I'm going to use the tools I need to get you on your way, step three. At no point does the tools come into conversation. I'm bringing it to a mechanic because I don't know how to use nor possess the tools to do it myself. I don't know how to fix a car. I don't need to know how the watch works. I need to know what time it is. Think of that. Yeah, totally. Totally. If you go too far down the road of details, they're just going to gloss over. Right. Other than like stuff like paint type, exterior, exterior. Yes, I understand all that. But for you to come in and describe the paint to them, it's not necessary. They want right. to see it on the wall and make the place look good. Yeah, yeah. And so and the I easiest think way to hedge that if, if we're talking about, you know, we start with an investigation of your property, take a look at the aesthetic, take a look at the surfaces and do an evaluation. Yeah, that's step one. Right. right? It's not unlike what they're already doing. Yeah. All, yeah. But what it is doing is giving them the context to say, we restore the reputation of your building by cleaning it up and keeping it clean. How we do it becomes elementary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we set up an evaluation we meet with you to talk about your needs we go over what we can do we put in the plan we get going like it's pretty straightforward it's not unlike how you would work with a customer now 
But think about how you work with a customer now. How many times are the customers getting into a lot of minutia about the actual paint itself? I'm willing to bet it's a minority versus a majority. Well, I'll give you I'll give you an example here. <laughs> so I was, I was uh, at a at an estimate. I still I still run estimates, uh, mm-hmm. you know, every now and then. Yeah, um, you told me I love that. Yeah, I was at one yesterday uh, on my lunch break, and um, I I simply just asked if if you could have the perfect painting experience, what would that look like? Yeah. And and she said. You know, it, I think if it just if it could just be clean, if it could just be clean at the end, like I didn't have to worry about, you know, clean up afterwards and everything look good, then that's really it. If it, if it could just be clean, then I'd be really happy. And yeah. so what I what I did, Mike, is I, I said, well, that's that's really great to hear. I let me let me tell you a story. Uh, and I told the story about how when I had I had a handyman come to my house and he changed out the sink and he left the the faucet well, he was just changing out the faucet he left the faucet in, on the kitchen floor he even asked me if it was okay if he left it there or if i or if he wanted or if i wanted him to clean it up i said no don't worry about it you know i'll take care of it well i i ended up uh not taking care of it got into a huge argument with my wife about it ruined our whole evening and uh and dang i wish that he had cleaned it and and so i said you know from that experience i learned that you always clean up after after the end of every day and so this is how we do that exactly but what that person is saying to you is not i want it cleaned up it's i don't want the impact to my life right i don't want to have to have stuff lying around i don't want to have to live through a mess right and that story helped connect that I understood that, that I understood what it really was about. Of course, but understanding their drive, it's not, I want it clean. It's, I don't want this to affect my life. Right. I have to live in this place. I still have to work. I have people working in this building. Right. Right. You know, that's, that's ultimately like, it has to be clean. I don't want dust all over the place. I don't want the workers in front of everyone all the time. Right. I don't want to displace everyone. Those are all the things going through that commercial business or building owner's mind. Right. Right. So that's that's where they're coming from is if the if you get to floor six and the benefits are clean, fast, you won't even know we're there. Mm-hmm. We'll paint overnight. Then you're solving a lot of those issues right in the benefits section. Right. That's awesome. So if we go through this process of, you know, defining all the floors where can we apply this in the business? We talked about it being applied in uh, in the BNI pitch, but where else can this have impact on our business? The benefit of having one way to talk about yourself. There are several, but one of the biggest ones is flexibility. I call it the slinky effect. So yes, you start out with a way where you can say exactly what you do in a way that people are going to remember you stand out in the right order in a minute mm-hmm. during a networking call. But, that's the slinky contracted all the way like this. You get it out of the box. You know a slinky can be stretched out. Right. And where that could be stretched to is your LinkedIn profile, your website. If you had a formal presentation of your business, this is exactly the way you would present it. Mm-hmm. So what you're left with is actually four points, four touch points with possible customers that all echo the same thing and make you stand out as different in their minds from everybody else who does that. 
Yeah. It is a highly commoditized business because everybody looks at, I need a paint job done. I'll hire a painter. Right. It's no different than auto insurance. Right. Save yeah. 15%. Yeah. 15 totally. minutes or less, whatever. It's a commodity. Right. In their mind. Yeah. What they're going to attach to is the experience of getting their work done. Yeah. So starting with understanding that the reason they have to paint it is to reestablish the reputation of that building and keep it looking good. Why would people want to be in an ugly building? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, That's the awesome. connection. Point. Yeah. And it leads you all the way up to with this, you're not worrying about the paint job all the time. It's simple. We're nice and quiet. We maintain it afterwards and you look your best. That's where those benefits start to come in. Absolutely. So, so if I'm, if I, if I don't put a little urgency on, on figuring this stuff out, what, what's going to happen if I, <laughs> cause it's about, I'm about to get busy, you know, it's, you know, spring is here and, and spring you know, is sprung. Yeah, yeah. We're getting into painting season. Yeah. How important is it that I attack this? So think of it this way, from the perspective of any business, when it's your business, you look at things like there's a dam that is your business. And when something goes wrong, it's like patching the dam. I need mm. a new website. This isn't working. That's not working. It's not converting. But what's really happening is the dam is not right. Yeah. What I do and how I work, the importance of it is off the charts. Because if you have one way to talk about what you do and it's the same everywhere and you know it connects to your audience, you're not going to have those problems. The integrity of the dam doesn't break down. The message yeah. is that whole foundation of it. Right. And how you deliver it is really tactical. Yeah. A website is a tactical execution of yeah. a message. Yeah, absolutely. If you have the right message, you're in good shape. Yeah. This is not messaging like copy. This is right. how do you get the sentiment in the right order to connect with your audience and get them to do what you want. Right. That's what being able to talk about yourself the right way means. Yeah. And I would add that uh, if you get that right, you can add a, a, a level of predictability to your process because you know that if there's the, the consistent message across the board at every channel, all of your salespeople are saying things that are in alignment with your customer's needs and the way that your business delivers. Now, all of a sudden, the your your metrics, they start to get predictable. You start to know what they are. And so you know that, you know, if like if this if, if this is working two out of three times on a mm -hmm. on a sale, which is great, uh, then now you can put fuel to the fire and say, okay, let's, let's scale this now because we have something right. that, that is cohesive and predictable. That's awesome. You got it. Mike, uh, if our audience wants to connect with you for, for help on this, where, where do we go and, and how do you help them? Uh, the easiest way to find me is either on LinkedIn, Mike mm -hmm. Verrett, V-E-R-R-E-T, or visit my website and you can schedule time there. Uh, I call it a complimentary clarity call, but really all I sell is free 30 minute calls to talk to people about this kind of stuff. Sure. And in many instances, I can give you insights on that. You can uh, go to verettandassociates.com and uh, just book time right from there. And the other thing that I'd love to do uh, to Orlando, just as to help your audience, if I can, yeah. is provide you with a copy of that elevator structure and how it works. Awesome. And what to think about. So 
all of these people who are out there competing against other painters can start to look at how they differentiate themselves in a very busy scene. Awesome. Awesome. We'll get that document. We'll get it in the show notes. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for your time. This has been a really great conversation. I, I, I really appreciate you coming on. It's Orlando. Thanks for having me. This is very different than all our other conversations. I love this. <laughs> it's a lot of fun and it's good to catch up with you. Awesome. All right, there you have it, folks. Mike Verrett with Verrett & Associates. Uh, lively conversation, and uh, uh, it, it made so much sense. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm a huge proponent of this, you know, getting down to the core problem, uh, figuring out what you could do to solve that problem, focusing on the customer, making them the hero of their own story. All of these things are so important when you are messaging, and guess what? It just makes your sales and your marketing move faster and be more efficient. Okay. So I think that you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your crew and you owe it to, to your spouse to get this stuff in order so that you are not guessing anymore so that you can have a little bit of predictability in your income streams and your flow of, of, of jobs. Uh, great conversation. Thank you to uh, Mike for, for coming on the show. Uh, before I let you go, just a reminder about the health benefits, PCA medical benefits, um, the jobs.pcapaint.org. Um, and I also wrote a book. I hope you guys, I've, I've mentioned this before, but the, uh, the book is called Sprint, the Scrum Playbook for Paint Trade and Craftsman Professionals. It's available on Amazon. It is a playbook for uh, running and managing your schedule and organizing your team. Uh, I've gotten so many great comments on how uh, influential it is, especially for those operations managers. Um, you you got to get it. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a great book. It, it really what it does is it applies um, what I've learned in the software industry in terms of building and producing software. We take the same uh, system that grows massive companies, massive, massive software companies, take that same production system, apply it to painting. It'll change your life. Uh, go to Amazon.com and check out the book. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, this has been Paint Ed. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.